what we do here is go back, 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 back. Hey everybody, Steven Jensen and Jesse Davin here. Hopefully you can see us and hear us all right. I saw uh, Jesse shadow boxing before we uh, before we went live here and the <laughs> get ready to go for the show. Deshaun with the super chat right off the bat. Go ahead and read that out uh, if you want to, Jesse. That I think has to do uh, with you a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> what up, Deshaun? Says hey, Steven. So hey, hey. to you. Hey, Jesse. Hi. How are you? When Jericho comes back to the E, will you still pop your pussy to Judas if he brings it? Yeah? Same. I, pussy popping is immune to to brands. All right? It's a multi-brand deal. Yeah. There's a brand. Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> that's fair. Well, I mean, they're both pussy popping bangers, but... um. Dude, if he brings Born for Greatness, oh, absolutely. I don't care where he is. I don't care if he's, you know, walking up to pitch, you know, for the Reds or whatever. I'd pop my pussy to that for sure. Yeah, I, I hope that that becomes more of a theme going forward with, like, right. uh... Bringing their music for them. Yeah, their music and their, their gimmicks and stuff. Like, I, I, I think Cody's going to be kind of a special... Uh, a special case when it comes to that but like damn thing tattooed on his neck for god's sake yeah there's that and then there's also you know i think i think vince like perceives cody i mean i i know like he he sees guys like moxley and in danielson as like big stars also but like cody this cody this version of cody like is a completely different person than who quit the wwe in 2016 also like i don't think he wanted to bring back cody and just have him be like the Smoke and mirrors and Stardust. Yeah, all the all the stuff that he did before where, like, Vince didn't really see him as a star. And now it's like, oh, this is the star that I'm buying. It's like this package. I, what I love about it, what I love about Cody being in WWE 
is that every single time I see him on my screen, I'm reminded that Cody Rhodes proved Vince McMahon wrong. Yeah, 100%. And it's like every single time he's out there, he proved him wrong. But, and I, and what's up, Pluggo? Yo, Pluggo. Uh, I talked about this last night on my Twitch stream about how, how I felt about it. Um, how did you feel that that promo um, or that segment in the ring with Seth Rollins to open up the show? Did you watch it last night? Mm -mm, I didn't watch last night. You didn't watch last night? Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, to me, like, Cody is a very good promo, but it's like last night you could tell. And I think it was more it was more on Seth Rollins, really, to me. Um, the timing felt off. I felt like Seth Rollins was a little bit late. Like, there was too much of a pause in between because what Cody was saying came out great. But then there was, like, this weird pause in the middle, and it made it seem very scripted. Like, I don't know if it's just because, you know, Seth Rollins camps it up a lot, but it just didn't feel... Like, Seth Rollins and, and Cody, their cadence was off, and I feel like it was more on Seth than Cody. Interesting. But I'll have to watch it, that. Yeah, it just it felt weird. He he had a match uh, with Owens at the end of the night, also didn't he? Which I yes, think was he a did. DQ, but was it a good match? It was a great match. The DQ was stupid because Kevin Owens just like left the ring, just walked out. It was a count out, a count out, not a DQ. Yeah. Um, it was he, a count. Yeah. Either either way. Yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of. I mean, unfortunate. I get it, but. I would have rather had, like, a DQ with, like, Seth Rollins interfering. Like, the count-out part, it made Kevin Owens look like a dumbass, and I think it made Cody look like kind of a dumbass, so. And then Seth Rollins, <laughs> that was really funny, Seth. So Cody's up there on the ring, like, afterwards celebrating, and he gets up on the top of, like, the third rope, you know, it's top rope, and he's like, yeah! And Seth Rollins just come and pushes him down. I'm like, how many AEW fans do you think wanted to do that when Cody was in AEW? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the thing with, like, Cody and, and Owens, I needed to see it. I'm sure it was good for, for what it was, but, like, it they, uh, like, Owens can afford to lose, though. I mean, it's like he's lost to plenty of people recently. He lost to Steve Austin at WrestleMania. Like, there's no real harm in him just losing to Cody if Cody's going to keep feuding with Seth. I'm, I'm just worried that Seth's going to beat Cody at uh, Backlash, and then... They'll be one and one, and then they'll, like, drag it to hell in a cell, and then, like, hopefully Cody wins that one, but I, if if the story for him is winning the world title, like, you really shouldn't be losing to anybody, so, yeah. I fully expect, this is my expectation, I fully expect and demand that Cody Rhodes not lose until he is dethroned of the WWE Championship. I mean, I'm down for that, definitely. <laughs> like... <laughs> Because here's the thing, and a lot of people, and we talked about this last time, I think. You know, a lot of people want it to be The Rock to dethrone Roman. And honestly, you know what, it's kind of almost, if you're thinking about it kayfabe-wise, it almost kind of goes with Cody, too, and it's kind of a problem. If it's The Rock, think about it. Bye, Corey, see you later. Hope you have a good night. Um. Anyways, um. you spend... They've spent how many years building up and pushing Roman Reigns and shoving him down our throats. Now he's finally, like, a top star and people are embracing him for the heel that he is. And he's undefeated and he's held this title for so long. He beats Brock Lesnar and he's unified the titles. If you honestly bring in The Rock, who hasn't wrestled in a in a match in how many years? When was the last time The Rock wrestled? 
Uh, Not counting that WrestleMania where he, like, barely did anything. Probably Cena, when he lost to Cena at WrestleMania 28 or not. WrestleMania 29, was it, maybe? It's been almost, like, it's been, like, seven years, right? It's been a while, yeah. Yeah. Um, So you have this guy come in, Mr. Hollywood, come in and beat Yeah, WrestleMania 29. Because WrestleMania 27 was the Miz and Cena. WrestleMania 28 was Rock Cena 1, where... Where The Rock won, and then, yeah, 29 was... Okay, yeah, sorry. Okay, no, you're good. Yeah, but you got this guy who hasn't been wrestling, he's been out making movies, comes in and beats the guy. You know, you have this guy from a different generation come in, like, basically, really, um, and just beat your top star. What does that say about your time? What does it say about your future? You know, I just don't think that's a good idea. I get it, but I just don't think it's a good idea. That's something you do for after Roman drops the title. To me, personally, I think the World Championship should be kept out of it. Yeah. It'd be a what? WrestleMania match. Well, I'd agree, but they literally did this to CM Punk. Like, CM Punk had the world title for over a year. The Rock came in out of nowhere, beat him for the title. Like, I mean, like, so it, it's yeah. something that, like, I I don't think that they're, like, above doing. I don't think it's a good idea. Like, I think that's a big reason why CM Punk left the company when he did. Like, yeah, I mean, and I remember, I remember watching Kid Behind a Camera, like, Michael Green get so mad about that. Oh, yeah, a lot of people did. I mean, it was, like... Yeah, like, he, like, raged. Like, so many people were bad. And then, like, the consolation prize at WrestleMania, like, that year was him and Undertaker, which was a cool match and everything, but it would have meant so much more if it was CM Punk's over one-year title reign against the streak. Right. And it wound up not being that. Um, Yeah, I I mean, I hope that... Well, here's the thing. If, If it is The Rock and Roman... Um, what's up, Brandon? Yeah, I got some sunlight in my room today. Um, I, uh, I mean, if it's Rock and Roman, I'm just hoping that Roman wins. Like, but, but right. the the problem that is coming after that is like, who else? Like, who's gonna get the benefit of beating Roman? Like, someone has to. There has to be like the long term benefit of like somebody beating Roman for this title, and like it could be Cody. Like, I'm fine with it being Cody. Yeah. But it also, once again, it says a lot about your current roster where, like, you had to go outside of your company with The Rock for a challenge. You had to go out of your, out of your side of your company to get Cody back as guys like exactly. Rollins exactly. and Owens and Balor and and Sami Zayn and, and so on and so forth. All these guys who have been there for year after year, like, they're they're not really advancing. But then, but then to be fair, for some guys like Kevin Owens, like, I think he mainly re-signed because he knew he was going to wrestle Steve Austin at WrestleMania, and that's enough for him. Right. He's like, if I get to do that, like, I don't care what you do with me the rest of the time I'm here. Well, if you remember his WWE 24 or something like that, or his, like, 365 or whatever it was, remember how he said that um, it was like a journey. It was like from one WrestleMania to another, cause, um, or one, some, I don't know, one of the big fours to another, and it was like, um, Vince was like not happy with his match, and so the whole like the Jericho match story... in Orlando, WrestleMania yeah. yeah, yeah, and then so WrestleMania 34, he had another match, and Vince loved it. And then at the very end, he goes, See this, and it's a text message from Stone Cold, and it was like, That was a great match. He's like, This is all that matters, so like, you're exactly right, yeah, that's all. Yeah, he, I mean, yeah, he's talked about that for, for years about how, yeah, like, Steve, because, I mean, 
Kevin Owens literally learned how to speak English by watching right. WWF and like hearing basically Jim Ross taught him English, which is so funny because he said that he would grow up saying like saying stuff to people and you know he's French Canadian like in like Montreal right. and like he's telling people that like the uh, the match later is gonna be a bit a slobber knocker and stuff like that and people are like <laughs> like he like he thinks that they're like a regular word that like people use you know but it's like these JR words that like nobody really uses like he he just thought were like. By God. By God. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, Kevin Owens, I mean, it wasn't surprising to me that he resigned with WWE because he's such a WWE fan. And then especially when the when the Stone Cold stuff started materializing, yeah. it was like, oh, okay, this makes a lot of sense. But the point is, like, they, they, I mean, we've been saying it for years, but they need to figure out something about outside of, Outside of Cody, well, here's the other thing that I've said too, and once again, this isn't gonna rub the longtime WWE wrestlers the right way, but like AEW could potentially wind up being where the WWE plucks most of their main stars going forward from, because like if you have a guy like MJF or Sam Guevara or Darby Allen or like whoever, like so on and so so forth, any like of the pillars or homegrown AEW talent, after a few years, Vince is gonna look at guys like that and be like. Look, they're already stars on television. They already have huge fan bases. Right. They're already like drawing money as is. I'm just gonna take, I'm just gonna take uh, Wardlow, and just put okay. him right in the main event because people already are want it, you know. And then, but then once right. again, you're gonna have guys like Sami Zayn and Finn Balor and stuff. They're gonna be like, that's cool, but like, I'm still here. You know what's going on? You know, you're not doing anything with me still. Just... Did he just recently sign a contract extension or is his up soon? I have no idea, to be honest. Because I'd like to see him in AEW. Yeah, I mean, he'd make for a lot of interesting stories considering he founded the Bullet Club. So that would be... Right. Um, and, like, him and Jay White would be a really interesting one. Like, the right. current leader versus the... And then, of course, Balor and Kenny and, and all that stuff. They didn't really do enough of that. Like, they had a really good opportunity. They... they, they they messed with it a little bit with him, Doc Allows, and Carl Anderson, like, in the yeah. WWE, and they did the same with yeah, the club and AJ and stuff. Yeah, they yeah. they dabbled with it a little bit, but, like, they kind of dropped the ball big time on that because the Bullet Dude. Club was so popular. When, like So over. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? That was, like, the number one selling shirt at Hot Topic. Yeah, it was enough that I remember those stories about uh, – I can't remember if it was WWE or Hot Topic or both of them, or what the conversation was, but – WWE realized, like, over WrestleMania weekend, you know, a handful of years ago, they started seeing Bullet Club t-shirts all over the place, like, during WrestleMania weekend, and they were like, this isn't our merchandise. Like, what the hell? Right. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like where's this coming from? Um, Matt Reichel with the Super Chat. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Matt. Says, hi, Steven, in my fave AEW shill. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping TK's announcement is this rumored AEW New Japan Super Show in Chicago. Yeah, that's what we're, uh, I hope so. what we're hoping that for, That would too. be amazing. I want to see Okada in person. I would fly... When would it be? Because I, I will fly up to Chicago to see that. But I think... Because um, I know Will Washington mm -hmm. tweeted that he said if, if there is an AEW New Japan show in Chicago that they should move all out somewhere else. I agree with that. Yeah, I agree. Because you'd have, like, yeah, I mean, because they're going to get all out any, well, they would have gotten all out. So it's like Chicago is still getting a big show again. Uh, 
and there's a lot of other cities that like they haven't gone to that I know the fan base is like really really want AEW to come. Like the West Coast, I feel like would be good. Yeah, West Coast or Canada. No, they they do double or nothing in Vegas. Yeah, well they're gonna yeah they're gonna go to Vegas often. I I, I would yeah I'd say the West Coast or, or or something somewhere in Canada. I think Canada would be cool because they're doing like the Owen tournament and all this stuff. Like yeah, you know what you're right. Yeah, and there's a lot oh, of my... different areas of Canada. They're big wrestling cities. Yeah. Thank you so much, Matt. And and Kyler, I'm so sorry about your father. I'm sending you a lot of love. I uh, I, I missed the message there. But... It says um, my dad has all also had ALS. I saw your YouTube video on Twitter that helped me on February 14th. My dad passed away. Yeah, man. I'm really sorry to hear that. I'm so sorry. Sending you love, my friend. I'm glad that I can help. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just that. If you're a wrestling fan, which obviously you are, my advice would be to watch a bunch of wrestling and watch stuff like this and just... Right, and just... Keep rolling. I mean, you, you, you would know, so, you know, you, you've dealt with grief. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, wrestling has definitely helped me a lot throughout my life with that kind of stuff, so... Hang in there, man. Glad you're glad you're uh, spending some time with us today. We appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But thank you. Thank you for saying your kind words and I send my love. And thank you, Matt, for your for your super chat. Yeah, I think this um I was kinda hoping it would be like a double big announcement. I was kinda hoping that it was either this, you know, super show and a streaming deal. So I don't have to spend fifty dollars on a pay per view. <laughs> yeah. Um. Or, but I mean, here's the thing with AEW: when you spend the money on the pay per view, you know you're going to get your money's worth, which is great. Um. But um. I'm hoping that it's some kind of streaming service, especially since I saw that in Canada they can't even watch Rampage like live or not live, but you have to like watch it online or something. Oh, yeah, you probably have to do it through, like, AEW has some sort of, like, fight TV service. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, I definitely, I mean, it's not, yeah, that's the thing, like, I think that, obviously, I'd rather spend, like, $10 a month on something like HBO Max than spend $50, you know, on pay-per-view every time like obviously I, i'm all about saving money when it comes to that kind of stuff but like you said at least AEW, you feel like you're getting your money's worth every time so like right. you don't feel like and you're getting ripped off at least yeah and, and in turn i honestly think that it makes the pay-per-views better because they're like okay if we want people to pay this much money for a pay-per-view we're gonna have to make it like a freaking bang you know yeah yeah for sure especially so. because most other now once again AEW still I mean, it's, like, the highest level you can get when it comes to this stuff, but, like, GCW is, like, 10 to 20 bucks usually and stuff like that. <laughs> like, AWB obviously is, like, $5 a month if you have, like, the lowest, you know, Peacock subscription yeah. and all that. But, see, that's what, what WWE did to shoot themselves in the foot with all this stuff is, like, when they were doing their $50 pay-per-views, it was every single month. So, like, the fans right. got sick of paying $50 every month when they felt like they weren't delivering. Yeah, they definitely weren't delivering $50, weren't No. Um, every now and then you get some good shows, but it was hardly anything where it was like, yeah, I'm not going to pay $50 for every single month. AEW, if they keep it at, you know, four pay-per-views a year kind of thing at $50 right. a month, or $50 a pay-per-view, that's... 
you know, I have no problem with that, but like, I would obviously I prefer just to have like HBO Max or whatever, and you get all the other content with that, like in the if you got the pay per views. I think that's a big part of the Ring of Honor deal too. Now that they have the library, right. like they'll they'll want that on a streaming service. You can sell that as a nice package, like you well, have. Well, I mean, all in is on there, so all in. Yeah, that's huge too to have the rights all in because that's like that's when they realized, oh hey, we have something here. We really could run a wrestling promotion if we wanted. That was literally the birth of AEW. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent. It's so important, and I feel like. You know, and all these people bitching at me, you know, about Kushida. I know he's probably going to go back to New Japan, but I just put that meme, Tony Khan, mm-hmm. on. Everyone's like, ah, no, there's too much talent in AEW right now. And I was like, okay, I know not everyone has to sign. It was a joke. Relax. Yeah. But, you know, he's got Ring of Honor to run, too. And he, like you said, he wants to bring back the prestige that Ring of Honor once had. Yeah. Because it kind of, I mean, to be honest, AEW kind of... It was AEW's fault, kind of. Well, yeah, 100%. I mean, that, that's what's so ironic about the whole thing. The Young Bucks said it in, like, a promo or something recently, too, where it's like, they literally, they left Ring of Honor, started their own company, put Ring of Honor out of business, and then bought Ring of Honor. Right? They, like... <laughs> Just wild. It's that. so wild. Like, if you would have told me this, like, four years ago... Well, when, when did AEW start? How old is AEW? 2019? Uh, October 2019. October 2019, October 2019, October 2020. So almost three years old. They made the announcement on BTE. I remember they made the announcement on BTE on New Year's Eve. Yeah, it was on years. New Year's Eve. It was live. I remember that. I watched it because they had fireworks. <laughs> well, no, the, well, no, no. I'm talking about the uh, like on BTE when they just turned their phones around and they had like the AEW logos on. Yeah, them. that's right. That was uh, they were right outside the Tokyo Dome because uh, they had just that's done right. Wrestle Kingdom. Um, right. So they were they had just wrapped up with New Japan and it was like, all right, they're dropping the big because for months like the countdown right. was on all their phones and stuff and like nobody there was all the speculation I, about yeah. what it was gonna be, but. Um, and then when Kenny was, like, a free agent, and the phone would always, like, be on the... I love that. Yeah, and they had the whole storyline where, like, Cody was, like, getting recruited by Triple H again, and, like, <laughs> Cody became the WWE zombie and all that stuff, and got the money shakes. It's so funny that he actually went back after all that. I know. It's so <laughs> funny. But but he's admitted, Cody Rhodes has openly admitted that he wrote himself into a hole, basically, yep. in AEW. He did. Yeah. yeah, I think he said that. I think he said, you know, I kind of put myself in a tough place or something yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah, he said that he yeah, boxed himself out of the AEW world title picture right. and he shouldn't have. Because people were, like, talking about how he's, he said that he was too immature to be an EVP. And he was like, what I really meant by that was, like, making some decisions that I don't think I should have made. Like, right. boxing myself out of the world. Because his thing, he's like, I'm the best pro wrestler in the world. Like, I don't care if you don't like hearing that, but I feel like I'm the best pro wrestler in the world right, right now. I feel like I should be the world champion. And he made it to where he couldn't be the world champion in the last company he was he was at. Um, right. <laughs> and so, I mean, it's true. And But, you know, last night when he was talking with Seth, he was talking about, you know, at my last job I had, you know, I was an executive and I did a lot of mediation and he like 
was like, we need a third party here, and it should be the awesome people of Buffalo, New York, and got that deep pop, you know. Nice. So um, he did mention his um, his past as an exec. I wanted an AW chant to start because they were talking, because Seth said something about, you wouldn't made a name for yourself, and look where you are now. I was going to go, I was going AEW, AEW. I was doing that. My husband's like, they wouldn't do that. I was like, I would. Yeah, oh yeah. I would. Well, I go to a show just to see Cody. I feel like they're prepared for that too. If there's a bunch of AEW chants, like they'll probably drown them out with like canned noise so that like you can't hear like, it as well. Like no Cena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get a random, yeah. See, random dueling scene. Yeah, they've got all that shit on standby. You know, you know, Kevin Dunn's got an AEW button ready yeah. to go. Yeah, for sure. You can really tell when they're doing it and when they're not when you watch their shows. Yeah, it's so obvious. But you know what? I will say this about that. Maybe shout out to their video production team. They put shit together like on the night. Yeah. No, it's really, yeah, that really is impressive. It's unreal. Their video production team deserves all the money. Their 3D graphics company, bless their hearts, they need a new job. I don't like them. Like the augmented reality looking stuff? Yeah, I can't stand them. Oh my god. So ugly. And the live audience can't see it. I know. That's probably why they do it. They try to get you to go to these live shows. You don't see those god-awful graphics. Um, it's like, I get it. Cody's here. I don't need aug- augmented reality uh-huh. American Nightmare flags. Like, come on. Yeah, I think it's going to keep going more and more and more that direction, oh, though. Like, the more that it's they just... keep testing out stuff in the metaverse and all that, like... Their, oh, their goal is to get, like, Batman versus Roman Reigns. You know what I mean? Like, that's, like... Oh, my God. You know what? They would, wouldn't they? Yeah, it's going to be something Well, like fuck, that. with the shit they're doing with Edge and um, Damian Priest, there's going to be another zombie match. Oh, uh, is that what it, I remember that? I don't know. Of... I don't know what the hell is going on. But last night, I was in here getting ready to stream live on Twitch. And all of a sudden, I hear moaning. Like, and I'm like, is somebody busting a nut on TV? <laughs> and no, it was AJ. He got attacked by like edge like they're doing like fiend shit like the lights started going out and you know aj styles being you know the gentleman that he is like rushed sarah shriver out of there and then damien priest and edge like attacked him but like damien priest had like demon eyes like the other day and they never explained why he his eyes turned into like Hell eyes. <laughs> I, I saw that the other week and I tweeted out uh, a picture of Mac from Always Sunny from the Dayman episode because he looks like he was wearing yeah. the cat eyes. Like, oh my like, god. Going for gasps, not laughs. <laughs> um, and also, you brought him up earlier, but yeah, I saw Kishida got released and uh, or got out of his... Whatever whatever happened, he's not in the WWE anymore. Um, and yeah, I mean, I could see... I mean, he could really go anywhere, but like... He could probably go back to New Japan. I mean, if that makes the most sense to me, but... Yeah, prob- probably. I His run in the WWE was so disappointing. So bad! It had nothing to do with him. Yeah. He got injured at like some bad times, I guess. Um, but yeah. um, that was... Or I think he got injured, I, I want to say, because he was all... He was either, or they just weren't using him, I can't remember. But then he, I remember he was a Cruiserweight champion for a minute, but... A hot minute. It was strange, though, because they were trying to, like, when they put the Cruiserweight title on him, they were trying to rebuild the Cruiserweight belt, like, the prestige of the belt, but he was mm-hmm. never on 205 Live. Like, he was just always on NXT, so, like, 205 Live had, like, no identity for, like, the longest time. Yeah. And then... It was 
here. And they just rebranded it to to well, yeah, well, and you you knew it was gonna happen eventually because like guys like Joe Gacy and 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 uh uh what who's the guy? Uh, what what do they call Josh Briggs? What do they call? Do they still call him Josh Briggs? Is trainers, still, still Briggs? Coaches, trainers. No, the no the the. I'm talking about basically. I'm talking about guys that are that are definitely over 205 pounds. Like they were. Oh yeah. Like, like they become pretty... a regular part of the show, and it just right. the brand didn't make any sense, and they got rid of all the cruiserweight level guys that like could have been their future for the most part. Like they got rid of Anthony TV. Henry, and well, I'm talking even more recently. I'm talking like okay. uh, they got rid of like uh, Anthony Henry and Blake Christian and Alex Zane, like all these guys who like could have been the future of that. They right. Got rid of all of them, and they're all back on the Indies and GCW and stuff. But, um, but yeah, Kushida, I don't. I think that New Japan's probably his best option as well because yeah, he exactly, was, yeah. he was one of the best like junior juniors they had of for all like, time. Yeah, for forever. Um, right, which is why his run in WWE was so disappointing. Yeah, well, and, I mean, it's an uphill battle when you get put in a in a tag team called jacket time which is like obviously like a joke of a name uh, right like a play on words that's like people are just aren't going to be able to get over because it's so goofy it sounds like something made up in like a new japan like where um you know like the english isn't used right you know <laughs> well i mean like my thing i mean jack like you get the the meeting there right like jacket time yeah. like that's yeah. like but still, it's like it. But well, and like the other thing is like Ikimanjiro, who was his partner. He's like right. he's not very good, but like you can tell he's like what the WWE likes because he's like bright right. and colorful and like has like the smile and stuff. Like yeah, like I think the WWE sees him as more of a star than Kushida, and Kushida's probably like. I need to get out of here. Like, like everyone who's surpassing me is like right. way worse than I am at this. And like, I, this is going nowhere fast for me. I've been here for years. It just isn't working. Right. I also think she isn't doing himself many favors though. If I'm being totally honest, still rocking the whole like uh, Back to the Future Best. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because most people don't get that. I don't think that are like right. current. Especially, well, the target demo in in WWE now. Right. Elsewhere, uh, yeah, older fans will get it in other companies. But yeah, in WWE specifically, like, it just... Like, a, so ten, a ten-year-old kid doesn't know what that movie is. Plus, but... What did you say? I said it's funny, because, like, their biggest demo is that 55-plus market, which does get it, but that's not what they're going for. Yeah. Well, imagine a bunch of, like, 55-year-olds wearing, like, orange vests to the show to, in support of Kishida and stuff. Like, I just don't think you'd see it. Like, I... No. Yeah, I, I just... It just didn't work. Um, it's, yes, not. But I could see him going really anywhere. I mean, AEW would be interesting, but the the they're going to keep running into that issue. The more people they bring right. in, um, it's, but here's right. the thing: if he goes to New Japan and they have a working relationship with New Japan, which they do, exactly. he has an end to still do stuff there. Like how Moxley goes back and forth, and we've seen Kenta right. and Ishii and Suzuki and a whole bunch of people. I mean. Right after John Moxley beat Will Ospreay at this New Japan show this past weekend, he called out Tanahashi for next month. Right. Like, and that's huge. So, like, I... So, yeah, Kushida's going to be fine. It has to be, and that's going to be a match. What's that? 
I'm assuming, you know, that's going to be a match at the Super Show if that's what they're announcing. I mean, why would he do that unless they're going over to Japan? Well, that's supposed to be at the, uh, I think it's called Capital Collision, if I want to say. Oh, I mean, there's, a, there's a May 14th show for New Japan that's going to be pretty Where's big. Where's that at? Um, in Japan or in the United States? Let me see. It's in Washington, D.C. Whoa. Um... But the but the the show that happened the other night happened in Chicago though, so like yeah, they're, they're kind of planting seeds probably, because there was another cap there was another May fourteenth show that got announced or in Madison got announced. Um, it was oh yeah, Kenny Kingston and Tomohiro Ishii are gonna wrestle at that Ooh, same are show. You serious? Yeah. So like, <gasps> what? Yeah, it was pretty sick. Like Ishii beat Suzuki. At the show, and then right after the match, Kingston came out, confronted Ishii, and challenged him. The Windy City oh. Riot show was all. I think it was called Windy City Riot. Um, it was really yes, good. Was. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Oh, dude, I still have my subscription to New Japan World. <laughs> I need to like start watching. I had it for a long time. I eventually did get rid of it, but um. But yeah, me and Doug are going to talk about that tonight quite a bit. Like, kind of the resurgence of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Because they're, they're on the up and up right now, big time. They really are. Um, Tim says the AEW needs a light heavyweight division or X division type. I, I don't disagree, but like, they their performers kind of are so versatile. Like, the, 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 right. the top level that like, and a lot of them are kind of wrestling that style anyways like i don't think you really need it but i understand what you're saying like if you like for some of the smaller wrestlers but once again you consider some of the like darby allen's a small wrestler darby tnt champion a good jillion times sammy yeah. guevara's kind of yeah he's in comparison to the the bigger guys for sure like yes like, sammy and easily like, are Wardlow. yeah 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 i mean so there's That's there's a lot of smaller wrestlers in aew already that are that are perceived as like main event world title tnt title so kind of the, right. the TNT the TNT title kind of fills the void of what the X Division title would would really or light heavyweight title would really. I don't think you really need both. It's kind of like in 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 Ring of Honor they don't really need a television championship because like they already have a pure title and a world title. I don't know. And they don't have television. And they don't have a television yeah. show right now. Yeah, which is interesting. I think they mainly put that on Samoa Joe because they'll eventually do Joe versus Gresham probably and like unify those. Hell yeah! Should be pretty sick. Can't wait for that. Um, How do you feel about the um, the NBA guy? Oh yes, yeah, Singh. Uh, Satnam Singh, I think is his name. Yeah. Um, I uh, that's gonna be like a legitimate, like let it play out type scenario. Right. Exactly. He. His first appearance, I thought, was really bad because, like, he came out and he yeah. was barely moving, and like, he squeezed Joe's head, and I was like, "If all you can do is squeeze people's heads and you're that size, like, that's not his good." His second debut was what his first debut should have been. I agree, and the lights out thing hurt, and that was like a big. Well, and Tony Khan even admitted he shouldn't have done the lights out thing. Yeah, yeah, I think everyone's in agreement. Yeah, Tony Khan's like responded to some fans on Twitter about it, which I thought was kind of funny, where he's just like, that "Yeah, is. like we." Yeah, you need to have this ratio. I yeah, like that. yeah, I saw that one. I, uh, yeah, I thought the second the second outing was much better. I thought it was a really cool visual. How because like Jonathan Gresham, oh my God, was, how big he looks next to Gresham, and how he was on one knee and choke slamming him from one knee. 
because of the size the difference. What reminded me of is AJ Styles and Omos. Like, that size comparison. Kind of, except, like, Jonathan Gresham's, like, still way smaller than AJ, which is crazy. Right. Gresham's, like, 5'4 or something. I mean, he's, like, short, short. I've, I've seen him in... I've been around him in person at Terminus, and, like, he he's is... He's, like, a soft E. Yeah, he, he's... He's very short. Um, But he's incredible at what he does, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. But, but yeah, the visual's hilarious, where you see him and, him and Sing next to each yeah. other. Yeah. And then Singh looked like he was setting up for a power bomb, which like gives me a little bit of hope. My whole thing is this: if you're if you're that size, as long as you can do a choke slam or a power bomb, uh, you're good right. to go. Because like right. you've got to be able to do something that looks impressive for being that tall. That's all you have to really do. Yeah. Um. When you come out and you start squeezing people's heads, it's like, oh no, like you're that limited that you can't even pick someone up. Like that's an issue. But it looks like it, he showed us more the second time. I'll say this: He moves better than Great Khali ever did, um, and I think he looks He's like a he, basketball player too. You gotta be quick to be in basketball. Yeah, yeah, you gotta. Well, yeah, in theory, but like, there's there are like there are guys like Sean Bradley and stuff like that. Like they're, yeah. you know, the the thing with being that size is a lot of the time you're sacrificing either coordination or injury like because you can be really injury prone at that size and also sometimes you'll lack coordination or be a little bit slower because of the size speed. Say speed but but sometimes you get someone who's like paul white like the giant the big show like when when he yeah. came in he was doing moonsaults off the top rope and drop kicks and shit and it was like it didn't even matter how tall he was like he could just do everything um right i think of keith lee as well yeah keith lee not quite the size of those guys not quite but... as big but just like um like with someone who moves, like Samoa Joe, kind of like moves up, not because he's big, like tall, big, and like mass big, but for their size, they move quickly. Well, no, yeah, it's impressive it what they like do. Dr. Robot, when you look like Dr. Robotnik, but move like Sonic. <laughs> that's actually yes. kind of cool. Yeah, that's a good, yeah, I like that. I'm going to use that myself probably. I use it all the time. Shout out to the nobodies on YouTube. They said that once, and I was like, oh my God, that is a perfect analogy. Yeah. I they said it about it might have been Samoa Joe, but it was so true. No, yeah, there it, it's it's in it's uh it's fun to watch. Uh, Deshaun says uh, Undertaker as well. He's he's him and Kane are good examples too. But like, yeah, but, but once he, but once yeah. again, there what I'm talking about is guys that are like legit over seven feet tall. Like Undertaker and Kane are like right under that and stuff. I I feel like once you get into the seven feet range is when this stuff really starts that I'm talking about, where you start seeing like. Like, because I've seen play like basketball players in the NBA who are athletic. It's just like they just lack certain coordination that like the rest of the players around them have. You can just tell with the way that they move and jump and throw the ball around and stuff. It just looks a little bit different. But then you got guys sometimes like Yao Ming who are are really athletic and they do great. But... Lin Sanity, remember Lin Sanity? Well, that's a di completely different guy. But yes, I'm I'm talking I'm talking I'm talking I'm, ta I'm talking about Yao Ming. Uh, Jeremy. I know, but I remember yeah. we wanted, I wanted to bring up Lin Sanity. I used yes. to love saying that yeah. all the time. Jerry Lin was, and he's played for like every team at this point. Um, but I know. But Yao Ming was was a great player, but he got injured a lot, he gets and that's too. that was the problem with with him was like he had the coordination. He was like an anomaly for his size, but he right. couldn't stay but on he hurt. Was just, right, he just couldn't because I mean at that point, I mean when you're that quick, I mean it's just. When you're that tall, your bones are still the same density as, you know, mine or yours. Yeah. But you're 
bigger and there's more force and there's more mass and you're more prone to injuries yeah and your ligaments are getting like stretched out and like it's yeah it's gotta be painful to be that tall just in general yeah oh yeah it's gotta be uncomfortable especially for travel and all that i mean that's gotta be terrible like andre the giant that's another good example andre the giant wasn't like super coordinated but he moved around well but like it, right but like he also had to sleep you know in like bathtubs and stuff like because like beds weren't big enough and stuff like that or like i mean he had he had a rough because especially back then nothing was like everything for him had to be custom like you couldn't like there was like, like no he had to like drink like twenty thousand drinks to get drunk or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he would. Yeah, he apparently was a massive alcoholic, but, um, but yeah, he kind of needed like to, for it to affect him. He needed to drink a lot. Well, Chamberlain, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, see, there, here's the thing. There are great. There are a lot of examples of of, of both sides of this, and I'm hoping what I've seen from from Satnam Singh is I think what I've seen already. I think he. I think he moves better than Omos, from what I can tell, like early on. Um, yeah, you're you're a good scout. You're good at scouting because you watch so much wrestling. Well, yeah, but but also with the guys the size, you don't see this that often. And when you do, it's either sometimes it's really really bad, and that's like that's what I fear is like because like the right. great Kali was like pretty bad, and like there's been a lot of guys that are like that height that just don't. Uh, like uh, uh, John Gonzalez and and those kind of guys, like it just wasn't. But so the thing with that, and I'm saying there is there's layers to it because like on one hand, like yes, he's he played basketball. If he can move around decently, like I'm I'm okay with giving this guy a shot. Like I'm not one of these people that are like just screw this guy, don't want to see it. Like well, I'm, I'm right. okay with giving it a shot because I trust AEW, I trust Tony Khan. Like I'm I'm interested to see where they go with this. But the main reason they're doing it is because of this merger between, like, Time Warner and Discovery and stuff. And they need very, very similar to when Jinder Mahal was handed the WWE Championship when the WWE Network went up in India. Like, for no reason. Total jobber to champion with no build because they're going to a specific part of the the, the world. This is the same thing that's happening with AEW with this guy. But my... Well, that's why Tony Khan paid for the overrun. Mm-hmm. So that he wouldn't have to sacrifice time on dynamite. So now we know when Tony Khan has an overrun, think overseas. Yeah, that's that's a good point. And then, uh, but because but also he set the record straight right away. He was like, "Sorry, I shouldn't have built it that." But now you guys know if there's an overrun, just remember it's for the overseas market. Yeah, then I'm glad that he that he said that. Like he's being pretty transparent yeah. about a lot of this stuff, which I like a lot. Me oh, too. Yeah. I really, honestly, I appreciate it because, like I said, like own up to your mistakes, like or own up to like what's going on. Like, be honest with us. Don't fuck around. And say, oh no, you know, like with Jinder Mahal, he's no, he built himself up. No, you did that for your Indian market and just say it. Yeah, well, yeah. Just say it's a smooth. Like we get it. Exactly. And we're not ignorant. And the other thing with with this this whole thing with AEW is like there's there are Indian wrestlers who are really good that, like, they could get. Okay. So, like, if this doesn't work how they expect it to, or maybe there are plans to bring more people of Indian descent in, that that's one, another reason why I need to wait wait for this to play out. Because if they go out there and they get someone like uh, Rahit Raju, who's a free agent, who's really, really talented, had a great run in Impact Wrestling. I've been watching him as Hakeem Zane on the Indies for years. Like, he he's good to go on TV right now. 
if they right. you know, they could put maybe the two of them together as a tag team or something like the the mission is still accomplished like you have indian right. stars that you can promote Perfect. and there so and then of course sanjay dutt's going to be the glue to all of this who you know which that's fine and you know, I, so i you know it's just that's it, it, we haven't seen enough of it to make a judgment. I understand the skepticism, though, from the fan base when they see this and they wow. go, this looks like a WWE-type move of pushing someone like this. And I think there's also people that are that are fearful that, like, if this guy wrestles Samoa Joe one-on-one, if he beats Joe, then it's like, what are we doing here? Yeah, you know? what do we do? Right. But I think, for me... And it was so funny when, you know, when the lights go out, we expected something big. And we or someone we knew, all. at the very least. Yeah. You know, when WWE doesn't overrun, it's always like a super big deal. And it's like, how trained have we been by WWE and how brainwashed have we been to immediately shit on this idea? Because we know it, we thought we knew exactly where it was heading and it was purely corporate and it was going to suck. Like how like closed minded have we become because our trust has been so violated by (laughs) WWE. Like, at least I trust AEW to either make it right or if it doesn't work to nix it, you know? Exactly. And that's the other side of this that I'm glad you just brought that up because they have had things. Now, once again, the, the Nightmare Collective well, or yeah, Nightmare, yeah. Nightmare Collective, Dark Order, when they before they switched the gimmick and stuff. Like, there's been examples of it. But the only difference is is they are they kind of do have like they're like some their a foot is kind of against their throat to a degree of like. But we have like we have to have Indian characters, so like so right. it's one of those things where like we didn't have to have the Dark Order, we didn't have to have the Nightmare Collective, we have to have some sort of Indian representation on the show because of this market we're trying to bust into. So like, bust into. I didn't mean to say it like that, but that sounds. Kind <laughs> of but y'all know what I mean. So, but but once again, it's like you can still pivot though because if Satnam Singh isn't getting the results you need, you can get guys like Rohit Raju, like I was just saying that like you can, you can still get representation that you need. And by the way, Rohit Raju should be in the company anyways, in my opinion, like this isn't something where I'm just like, just hire him because he's of Indian descent. No, like I've been saying since the second he left impact wrestling, this guy should be on AEW. And I think he's on AEW dark a few times too. So like they have eyes on him. So it's one of those right. things where, like, there are there are people they can get, I think, to to kind of accomplish what they're trying to accomplish with this. And at the very least, maybe Satnam Singh, if he if he can't go into the in the ring like they hope, he's a hell of a bodyguard for somebody, or a hell right. a hell of a tag team guy where, like, you know, the other guy does all the work and does all the bumps. You tag that dude and he just kills someone with like one or two moves. I mean, there's you can figure things out to to make this work. I think. Yeah, I think so too. I think, and like you said, I think AW is very transparent, very fluid with what they do. And like I said, it's been, I mean, we can't use the excuse forever, but they've only been around for a couple of years. And I feel like they're still learning how to be themselves and they're not to be, you know, the other company because they don't want to be the other company. They want to be an alternative to that. They want to be something different. And, you know, they're going to make mistakes along the way. You know, things are going to happen, but it, it's more important that they learn from those mistakes and improve themselves and take the criticism and do something with it than ignore it or, you know, stand firm with it or push back, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And Yuyen, who's new to the channel, I saw that they subscribed earlier, so thank you for subscribing. Oh, awesome. um, they mentioned, like, they said that 
it'd be fun. It'll be fun to see a monster tear through the roster. Um, they wish they could have been a part of the Black Throne stable somehow. Um, which I don't know if that would have fit. I mean, they could have figured a way to make it fit. I mean, they they could figure out ways. But I see. I like that perspective though that you just put that there because there yeah. are people that do want to see a you know that kind of stuff where like it's a new wrestler that just gets a mega push and just destroys a whole bunch of people and. Then either they sink or swim. Like you, you go through a lot of the roster, and eventually you get to a point where you have to take on higher competition or champions or whatever it is. And if you're good enough, you get those belts. If you're not, that's when you start kind of losing. I mean, we, we see it. Right. We see it. The thing in the WWE was as when it, as long as John Cena was around. It, you know, I I loved John Cena, but I had went through my periods where I hated the guy. But right. but overall, I consider myself a massive fan of John Cena, especially in hindsight. Um, especially with where the company is now, like I think people you don't know what you got till it's gone. He's a, he's a huge example of that, yeah. and you know, I, I this would happen year after year after year, and it was almost like the WWE fan base like didn't either didn't accept it or didn't put it all together. I don't know, but I would a lot of people saw it happening, but a lot of people didn't. You constantly had stuff like this where it was like a Heidenreich or a Snitsky or a Rusev or who right now it's Veer. I mean, you have, right. you ha, you do this, they do this like every year. Uh, there was like a short time where they tried it with uh, the guy who looked like Snitsky who did like the, like the, the gay porn online and like, uh, like was calling out gay people and like got like go. It was like a real weird thing a couple years ago. I can't remember the guy's name. He was like saying homophobic stuff, but it turned out he was doing gay porn. Oh, um, uh, I can't remember the guy's name. He looked like Stinsky. Oh, an L. Laura Sullivan. Thank you. Yes, yeah. yes. Like the, like this guy. Like that was the route they were gonna go with this guy too, and Ryback, mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. Like this is you see this happen over and over and over again. When John Cena was around, you always had you always knew it was like, okay, eventually Cena's just gonna beat this guy. This is gonna be over with. But like they need to build the guy to Cena. So that's what it was all about. Right. Build the guy to Cena, and then Cena would beat him. Build the guy, just tear him down. Now Cena's not there though. So now it's like, who's just gonna like? My thing was the ball guy. Right. So like my thing is like Veer. I don't think this Veer thing lasts past another. I mean, I'll give him six months to be generous, but like I'll I'll say more like three. There's only so long you can go out there and just just put people. I mean, this is literally this like Rusev did this same put, thing with like, his camel clutch and the the beating jobbers. I mean, it's the same exact thing. Like, I, it's just not good. There's no longevity to it. Like, there's no long term future for Veer as Veer. I mean, the longest thing he had was coming. I know. I, I that see my prediction was that Veer and this isn't me like rallying for someone to lose their job or anything. I'm just saying I can kind of get. I just wanted him to just keep coming. Right. I know that would have been funnier as the gimmick that he just never shows up. Right. Um, but I I think that he will be I I I think and once again this is once I need to stress it. I'm not rallying for him to lose his job. I'm just saying like whether it's a gimmick change or a shift in brands or whatever it is whatever. I, I think what we are seeing from Veer right now, what we're seeing on WWE TV, this will last longer than the promos did for his for him showing up. Or sorry, shorter. So like oh, that was that, sorry, what? sorry. That, it was like a six month build. It was. I think he'll be on Raw for less than six months. And Emmalina. Yeah, yeah, that was another. See, I was worried of. I shouldn't say worried, but I thought that might happen to Veer, where like 
he comes finally and just gets his ass kicked and we never see him again. Right. Like, that'd be kind that of That would have been funny. They, like, just said, I want anyone to lose their job. Yeah. Well, I mean... I love the video of him at the gym. It's 7 o'clock! The gym is closed! Wait, what? Veer for Veer? Yes! But I haven't seen he, this. Like, he was at um, freaking, like, Crunch Fitness or something. Oh, like, in real and life? He, like, yelling into the microphone. The gym is closed! It's seven o'clock. It's time to go home. Weird. I swear to God, it's hilarious. And so I have it saved. And every time I happen to be on Twitter and catch it, it's almost seven p.m. I'm like, "What time is it?" And it's like, "It's seven o'clock." <laughs> I gotta see that. Yeah. I'll send it. But yeah, I was like, "This shit is hilarious." <laughs> it was funny. Someone the other day was like, said that. uh Satnam Singh was like a mix between Omos and Veer and I was like I was like oh, when, when I said no 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 that guy already exists and his name is Shanky because <laughs> <laughs> like they have this other dude like that you the guy who's with Jinder Mahal who's like a yeah. giant Indian dude but like I don't know if he can wrestle I have no idea if he can wrestle or not but like he's very tall um that's <laughs> It's so funny because like we're, that was a group, right? It was it was Veer, Shanky, and Gender, and yeah. then like they put Shanky and Gender together on SmackDown, and, and then it took forever for Veer to come to Raw. But yeah, jeez, yeah, I just uh, I wish I cared more. I just don't. Are you you're sending it to me right now? I can send oh, it I just, to you via text. Okay, cool. Let me open this up. Oh, that is him. Yeah. Wow. That is a intimidating call <laughs> to every for everybody to leave. At the gym and some jackass goes up to the microphones. Someone's filming him and starts screaming like that. I wonder why he did that. Was like that's supposed to be funny or I can't I don't know if the think context of that. To be funny, but I wouldn't find that funny if I was in the gym. Yeah, I'd be like, man, stop yelling at me. He's like, all right, I get it. Jesus, I'm trying to work on my fitness. God, you don't have to yell at me about it. I need to come. It's 7 o'clock. Get out of here. Well, um... And I'm like, what time is it? And it's like, it's 7 o'clock. <laughs> um, before we get out of here, let's, let's make some quick predictions for Dynamite. I got the matches okay. up in front of us. Okay, hell yeah. Um... Dustin and CM Punk. I'm sure CM Punk will win, but that's a good that's a good yeah. matchup. Like that's just one of those like you never really thought you'd see. Like it's kind of cool, right? I think it's cool. I'm 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 pumped for that. That's gonna rock. I think people are like underestimating that. I think Dustin is gonna kill it. I think it's gonna be awesome. Same here. We both got CM Punk though. I'm assuming. I mean, it's, right. it's CM Punk, and it makes sense. CM Punk probably should be the next AEW World Champion. Like in my opinion, mm -hmm. um, Wardlow and the Butcher. Wardlow. Wait. Or if oh, Warlord versus the Butcher and Kyle O'Reilly versus Jungle Boy. I thought it was a tag team match for a second. I was a little bit confused. No, it's not. That's yeah. They're different colors. Yes, I see that now. Okay, so Warlord versus the Butcher. I mean, obviously Warlord's gonna win, but or CM Punk does something, or not CM Punk, MJF. Okay. Sorry, that's possible. I, I I like that MJF has these stories always where like you have to like beat people yeah. to get to him. And he does a good yeah, job of, it. like, finding the right people. Like, I'll never forget him bringing in Nick Gage. I was like, what? Like, you're going right? to get Nick Gage to do a death match with Jericho? Um, so, and good for the Butcher. He, he's in, like, really good shape now, too, and stuff. Like, he's... They could do something with that guy. I like the Blade as well, but I'm interested in the, the Butcher right. doing some single stuff with uh, the Butcher. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, Jungle Boy and Kyle O'Reilly. This one's actually a pretty That's hard one. Kicks so much ass. Yeah, oh, that, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to this. this. Is probably the match I'm the most looking forward to, and there's a lot of good matches here. Um, and this is the hardest one for me to predict, I think, because this me is for the Owen Hart tournament. Oh man, I'm such. I'm say, go ahead, yeah, make a prediction. I'm gonna say Kyle Riley. Yeah, I'm such a big Kyle Riley fan. They've done such a good job with Jungle Boy, though, like as a singles you guy. No, it's tough. But he's he's tag champion. You know, he's got that going for him. But then again, if he loses that make him look vulnerable, it's hard. Yeah. But you know what? I trust AEW to make them both look good, no matter who wins and who loses. I'm gonna say Kyle O'Reilly and it's because Red Dragon and Adam Cole or so like somehow like Luchasaurus might not be enough to help or something. Like they're the numbers game or some sort right. of distraction or right. something. Right. Um, because they are still kind of building Red Dragon, Lucha Express, or sorry, Jurassic Express and FTR. <laughs> and Jurassic and FTR, like all three of the teams are like out on the ramp. And like, if if Red Dragon is going to be kind of the spot they're in with the tag team division right now in AEW, I think the reason they're kind of being a little overshadowed is because I think they'll do some big stuff in the Ring of Honor tag division again. Oh, do you? I thought maybe perhaps they were waiting for Kenny Omega to come back and bring in Trio's titles. I mean, that'd be badass, too. Um, that That's another, I mean, yeah, that's another. The, him and the Young Bucks and uh, Red Dragon and Adam Cole. I, yeah, I, I like that idea a lot as well. Um, I really want to see, yeah. I really want to see Red but, Dragon versus or FTR for the ROH tag team titles, though. Like, that's, yeah, that's a big one. That's true. Um, but yeah, I'll say Kyle O'Reilly. I'm a little biased because I'm a big uh, KOR fan, but I, I, uh, I mean, I love Jungle Boy as well, and they—they—they—it's yeah. hard to pick against Jungle Boy because of how well he is treated in the company, but like, and how well he did against Kenny Omega in that one championship match. Yeah, he's—he's—it's the Owen Hart Cup, but it's also like either guy makes sense to be in the tournament. So like, right? And like I said, I trust—I trust AEW to make both people look good at the end, regardless of who wins or who loses. And also, it'd be interesting, interesting to know if. If like uh, Luchasaurus and and uh, Bobby Fish is a match or something to get in, like I Ooh, that would be interesting. But but if it is, I wish they would have done Kyle versus Luchasaurus and had Kyle win, and then do Jungle Boy versus Bobby Fish and have Jungle Boy win. So I, right. just me, that's just me personally though. But I uh, right. but yeah, I'll uh, I'll go Kyle O'Reilly. I like the match a lot though. Um, let's see, uh, Britt Baker versus. Danielle Camella. I don't know much about Danielle Camella. Uh, it's got to be Britt Baker. Oh yeah, in there. I think they're in Britsburg. Britsburg. Oh, that's right. They are. That's probably yeah. yeah so she's gonna. Be, have... That's gonna be a squash. Yeah. Um. Hook Dynamite debut. Yeah, I mean he'll win whoever it is, but it'll be interesting to hear. Like the, it's funny because like the crowd, most of the, I mean it's not gonna make a difference because like the fan base. I think. Well. How am I trying to say this? I think that there will be some people who are seeing Hook for the first time, but most of the AEW fan base has seen Hook on Rampage. Um, but right. I think he's going to get a massive reaction. So I do too. Yeah, I'm 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 a big Hook fan. So I'm going to say Hook just destroys just someone. Maybe it's like Aaron Solo or someone from like the Nightmare or someone from the uh, the the Factory or whatever. Yeah, because they like QT Marshall. Yeah, well they've they've been building that. Did QT Marshall train him? Yeah. Yeah, he was trained at the factory and, like, through Taz. 
So yeah, well, yeah, I thought, I thought, I thought yeah. So no, but it'll most just... of his training was the Nightmare Factory, though. Yeah. So yeah. Um, and then yeah, the coffin match: Andrade El, El Idolo versus Darby Allen. I mean, I gotta go Darby. It's a coffin match, right? Like. You know... Yeah, you have to go coffin match with Darby, but I feel like Andrade El Idolo. He needs more. He needs more push, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I th- so, I think I think they've done a pretty good job of not like they have like they, the, the the rampage that I was at that three way match for the TNT championship was amazing. Yeah, and, and I got to see you know him and Cody in that in that uh, street fight with like the flaming tables and stuff too. Like oh, that's right, they, that's right, they, you did. They, that was cool. they've done a good job of keeping Andrade relevant on the show, and like he hasn't been lost in the mix. So like I consider that like. So I, I'll, I'll say this. I think the people that there's a lot of people that want him to do even more and they want him pushed even more and they want him to be like a main eventer or the TNT champion or the world champion and stuff. And I totally understand that. Andrade is a great talent. Like I have, I don't have anything against that idea at all, but mm-hmm. I also hope those same people like do realize, especially with how many people AW has signed, like Andrade is still used to a pretty good right. level in the company. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, he, and he's being used in a way in which, like, if the right things happen, it's, he's credible to jump right into right. a TNT exactly. title or a world title type situation. He's so. not losing any credibility. Right. And when he's losing matches, it's to, like, the tippy top wrestlers. And he beat right. some of those wrestlers, too. Like, didn't he beat Darby recently? And, like, now yeah. they're running it back. So, I mean, it's like it's not like he's going out there and just getting, like, skunked he's in by that everyone. Freeway with a TNT. Uh, it was him, Darby Allen, and Sammy. Sammy, yeah. Okay. And then that's another thing we can talk about real quick before we go off uh, off air. How do you feel about Sammy Guevara winning the title again from Scorpio Sky? I saw someone in the chat asking about that. I didn't like it. I thought Scorpio Sky deserved a better run, but we'll see where they go. Like I said, let it play out. I know it's cliche, but... Well, um, I think that's pretty clear that they're turning Sammy heel again. Oh, absolutely. So... I mean, they wouldn't put the picture of him kissing Tay in there with, with like that. I was like, ugh. Yeah, you don't make out that hard in front of they're people if you're trying to be a baby face. Like oh, sorry, what, what did you say? I said not that I think they're disgusting. I just don't like to see people kiss. Well, that's the thing. It's like, I, yeah, I, was, I was just saying, like, they're, like, you don't, you don't make out that hard in front of other people and like expect to get a baby face reaction. Like, you just. I mean, look at what MJF did with his girlfriend that one time. <laughs> yeah. Deep throated her. Good for him. Um, MJF rules. Um, yeah, I, I'm gonna be honest. Like, I'm I'm definitely more for Sammy being the TNT champion than than Scorpio, just because I don't I don't think there was a reason to put the title on Scorpio to begin with. But um, because they did put the title on him, I do feel bad that like it was so short. But like. I don't know. It didn't ever make sense to me to begin with. Like, he didn't have hardly any singles wins for, like, an entire year heading into the TNT title match. He's more of a tag team guy with Ethan Page. As a matter of fact, I think Ethan Page is, like, way more entertaining than Scorpio is, and, like, they're next to each other constantly. And I'm like, why aren't they doing anything with Ethan? Um, That that doesn't help. But here's the thing. Like, it's not like like I'm over here, like, hating Scorpio Sky. It's just, I don't think the build... Technically, he didn't lose for, like, an entire year, but, like, it was all on AEW Dark or in tag team matches or, like, he didn't have, like, a build as a singles guy, really. Um, right. So, it's... 
it's hard for me to like be that surprised but there's also a lot of the fan base that has you know there's other stuff about Sammy Guevara that's unlikable and I get that yeah um, you know but, you know great yeah. yeah yeah I mean so there there is that too but I mean to be fair that there's a lot of wrestlers and in just him there's a lot of wrestlers that have done and said stuff that like has not aged well and like we give a lot of people a lot of passes and I mean this is a guy that they've already had to put through like like sensitivity training and stuff and these the other stuff that like people are saying like this all happened pre the the sensitivity training and all that stuff so i kind of i kind of consider it a clean slate as far as i'm concerned right now but with like a with a one strike deal where like if something current comes out like he does something stupid now like yeah yeah like it's a one strike and you're out type thing but like i and and there's gonna be people out there that disagree with me about that and i understand but like i my my thing is like if you made a bunch of mistakes in the past, but you have recently shown like massive growth or change or gone through some sort of program, whatever it is, it's like, I kind of, it's kind of like going to jail, right? Like if you, right. if you do something, right. Yeah. Like if you do something bad and you served your time and like you're, you're different now and you've changed. That's the whole point of like, I think a lot of people that don't like the idea of that are people that are afraid to change themselves to a degree right. where it's like, I, I think I'm, I, I could be open-minded enough to be like, you might've been a bad person before, but like you have paid the consequences. You have changed. You've seen what happens if you continue to do these things. So like, you know, the consequences and you've dealt with the consequences. Now, if you screw up again, that's on you. But like, you know, and then the, and the consequences are going to be way, way, way more harsh this time. Cause like the microscope's on you. Um, right. You know, and once again, this isn't just Sammy I'm talking about. There's a lot of wrestlers I'm talking about. Um, uh, Yuan says, you see Ethan Page and Scorpio's promo after losing the belt. Yeah, once again, I think Ethan Page shined in that even more than Scorpio. Like, Ethan's super, super charismatic, and, like, they can be doing a lot more with him. That said, I was happy that Scorpio won the TNT title because he is a day one AEW guy. There, there were right. glimpses of, like, he pinned Jericho when Jericho was the world champion in, like, a tag team match, like, really early on. Um, he went, like, toe-to-toe with, like, uh, Cody for the TNT title, like, multiple times and, like, came real close. Right. And, like, the seeds were planted for him to eventually be the TNT champion. But it is kind of strange. Like, if I was a big Scorpio fan, I'd be disappointed because you basically had, like, a three-year build for him to win the title and then he lost it a couple weeks later. Yeah. Yeah. So like I I understand being upset if you're a, Scor- a big Scorpio Sky fan. Like I I get it. So yeah. But that said, I do think Sammy Guevara is a way more entertaining overall just wrestler, just personally. Like I I, I think his matches are more exciting, and he does a lot of crazier yeah, stuff. Yeah. I mean, his match with Cody. That that ladder match is incredible. Match is really good. Yeah. yeah. I mean. His matches have all of his matches have been very, very, very good, and he's willing to do crazy stuff. Um, but I mean, maybe they do Scorpio and Ethan more as a tag team now going forward, yeah. um, which I'm which I'm good with. But Scorpio fans aren't going to be really happy with that because like he's been mainly a tag team guy the whole time. He's been in AEW between SCU and this, so it's like he won the brass ring, and that gave a lot of people a lot of hope, and that kind of led to this. But it took like a year. Um, so yeah, I I don't know. So I guess I guess my my personal uh, feeling on it to kind of go to the the person who had asked in the chat like personally I don't have an issue with it because like I'm I'm good with Sammy being the TNT champion right now um, but I also 
don't I also don't want to see the title get too de- too devalued where it's like getting hot potatoed so much because right. you know or, right. or at least bring back the open challenge how Cody did it where even if you yeah like even if you lost the title after a few weeks the the it makes more sense because like you're having to challenge you're having to defend it against random opponents that you can't prepare for and you're getting beat down week after week after week after week so in like Cody's scenario where he had just banger after banger after banger after banger against just all these random people from the indies like Warhorse and Eddie Kingston and all this stuff like he couldn't prepare for. By the time Brody Lee was across from him, he was beat. He was already beat to hell. And then Brody right. Lee just he barely needed. He just needed to hit him with a few big things and he could beat him. And I liked that, that aspect of that. Yeah, that's something about yeah. this title that I think is really cool. It's something that's kind of they've done a good job with the world title too. Like Kenny Omega, by the time he lost it, it was like. Well, he had to lose it eventually. I mean, the Hangman story made all the sense in the world, of course, but, like, oh, that dude was getting beat up. I mean, for real, too. His real life, his body was he, His up. injuries were extensive. I could not believe he was wrestling with what he had. Yeah. And I also don't know if, like, the, he may be taking more time than they initially thought. That's what they said. Yeah, because I think that's probably part of this, too, where some of these stories that, like, might kind of be coming a little out of nowhere or certain like you also have to always keep that in mind when we're watching these wrestling shows that things aren't playing out kind of how we hope that they would sometimes like mm-hmm. the company doesn't have any choice like they might have thought they were going to have kenny by now and like had all these plans for like what he was going to be doing next and they kind of have to kill time for the other people who would have been involved with until he's ready to come back so um so all this stuff with like red dragon ftr and all this stuff like maybe like jesse said Right now, we might be in the middle of crowning new trios champions if Kenny's around. But if he isn't, they have to just figure out things to do to keep the show going until he's ready to come back. So right, right, yep. Hell yeah, it's gonna be a fun show. What's that? Dynamite's gonna be awesome. Can't wait. Yeah, like always. Great show tomorrow. Well, if y'all mm-hmm. if y'all have any last minute super chats, uh, feel free to send them over. We'll still answer your questions. We'll still read them out, put them up on the screen. There's also a day no. I can't say it, a donation link in the description box below. Works the same way. Goes up on the screen. We'll answer your questions, read your statements, all that stuff. Um, And we'll do that up until the end of the show. We're going to talk about our sponsors and kind of how to help support the channel and stuff right now. And then if there's anything uh, that y'all send while we're plugging our stuff, then uh, we'll uh, address it before we get out of here. Uh, Jesse, if you want to tell people what to do, I'll get the sponsors up and ready. Well, once again, we want to thank everyone in the chat for being amazing. We love our Vibe Tribe over here. We love our chat. Thank you, Yuan. I hope I'm saying that right. Um, for joining us, you're an amazing person, and you brought some insightful questions and commentary into our conversation, and we want more people like you um, in our chat. And the best way to do that, the best way to get people to come in here and chat with us and talk wrestling and be cool is to like this video. If you like it, subscribe to the channel so you get notifications when we go live. And to, like, leave a comment or keep engaging. That way YouTube recommends this video to other people. And we get more amazing people like yourselves. And we can't thank you guys enough. Absolutely. Where can they follow you, Jesse? What? Where can they follow you and all that stuff? Oh, you can follow me on Twitter. Um, at Jesse the Buckeye. Um, I have a store on Etsy. It's called Jesse the Buckeye Merch. Um, I have an OnlyFans, OnlyFans.com slash Jesse the Buckeye. And then you can follow me here on YouTube. Wonderful. And if you want to follow more people, 
you can follow the sponsors of the show. We have my brother, Brian Jensen, who is a boxing coach, a personal trainer, all that good stuff. He can help you in a wide variety of ways from learning how to get in shape or learn how to do some self-defense all the way through performing or competing at a uh, professional or amateur level in any mixed martial arts or combat sport, boxing, whatever it is. Um, and also if you have neurological issue like Parkinson's, MS, dystonia, anything like that, doesn't matter what age you are, what shape and size you are, what level of experience you have, anything like that. Um, Brian can, can help you reach your goals and, and thank you. Yeon just says this was fun. Yeah, Thanks. Thank you. Thank you so much. We appreciate we that. We really appreciate the super chats. And just so y'all know for anyone who's new here, like you, Yon, um, me and Jesse split everything down the middle. So like whenever you send us, you can always be assured that like it's you're helping both of us a lot when you when you send yeah. that stuff. So thank, thank you. you very much. Um, and once again, Brian Jensen can help you too. He'll help you reach your goals. If you're living in the Atlanta, Georgia area, he can help you in person. If you live anywhere else in the world, he can help you remotely. Whether it's Zoom calls, Skype meetings, that kind of stuff, he uh, he can he can help you do what you need to do. Even if it's just you just feel a little unsafe walking home from work or whatever, and you just want to feel a little more like you can knock someone out if you need to, you know. Yeah. Like, Boom. He can help you with that. If you want to actually compete against other people, he can help you with that. If you want to just lose weight, he can help you with that. I mean, a lot of good stuff. And there's a lot of dexterity work for neurological issue that he can help. He's fully, fully trained for all that stuff. So you can um, follow him on on Instagram at BoxingATL, B-O-X-I-N-G-A-T-L. Just shoot him a message and get something set up with him. Get a knockout workout without getting knocked out. Hit up Brian Jensen at BoxingATL on Instagram. Also, a shout out to Music City Toys and Collectibles. They have a retail location at 101 West Main Street in Watertown, Tennessee. That's like right outside of Nashville, Tennessee. They are good people. They'll give you fair business. They have wrestling memorabilia. They got action figures, DVDs, autographs, anything you think of. And they do online sales through Facebook. So follow them on all social media at Music City Toys. And also, shout out to WrestleRumble.com, the place to be for all fantasy pick'em contest for professional wrestling um i actually need to text back matt from wrestle rumble because me and him are big better call saul and breaking bad oh that's great fans. that's coming out my dad watches that show too yes it just they had they did two and a half hours last night on amc of the new season oh. so uh matt texted me right before we went live and we're gonna probably be talking about that for the rest of the day <laughs> um but shout out to wrestle rumble shout out to matt everyone over there um they rule and uh, it's wrestlerumble.com basically it's kind of like uh, DraftKings or FanDuel for, for professional wrestling. And there's always a lot mm-hmm. of great contests or prizes on the line for the contest. WrestleMania, for instance, was $1,000 to the winner. They gave away seven replica championship belts as well over that past weekend. Yeah. So, I mean, that's one more. What, what more can you say? Um, they have another contest starting soon. I'm assu- I think they're going to pro- – I don't want to speak for them, but I think they're doing a WrestleMania backlash pr- predictions uh they, they usually they do most WWE pay-per-views, and they I think at this point are doing all of the major AEW pay-per-views as well. So, oh, nice. yeah, that's the place to be if you want to win some money, some big prizes. They also do belt raffles where like don't even have to do with predictions. You just you donate a dollar, right? Yeah, you, you don't give it donate one dollar, and you can win literally like sometimes the belts that they get because like some of them are like custom made that are like legitimately around a thousand dollars. So like. You can win for one dollar. You can win like a thousand dollar title, or like a three hundred dollar title, or a five hundred dollar title, or you can be like Hannah or Share. I just Hannah. <laughs> everyone's calling her that now, even though like I think I'll just always call her Hannah. Anyways, there. She at one point 
one one of these raffles, right? I think she put she put in one, more than one dollar. What's that? She thinks she won like four belts. Well, I think at one time she won like eight belts. Like oh they, they did one contest one time that was like eight title belts all at once, and it was one dollar entries. Um, but you you're not limited to one, so you know you can put in a hundred dollars, and you're gonna really increase your chances. Whereas you might you might lose a hundred bucks, but also mm-hmm. when you think about it, a hundred dollars for title belts that are like at least like three to four hundred dollars minimum a piece. Like, anyways, that's a, that's a good return. It is. It is. If you win, if not, you're at a hundred bucks. But you know, yeah. if you got that kind of money, you got that yeah. kind of money. Go gambling. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so yeah. WrestleRumble.com. Check them out. Be a part of the contest. Win some awesome prizes for being a professional wrestling fan. Make sure to follow them on social media at WrestleRumble. And you can follow me on Twitter at uh, Fight Talk. I can pull that up right now on the screen. And you can see what my little page looks like. If you're new, you can see the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes and the WWE at WrestleRumble. Oh, awesome. um, but yeah, you can follow me here. Uh, Fight Talk underscore. F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K underscore. And if you are a fan of independent professional wrestling or you want to get more into it, I'm highlighting it here. You can use code Fight Talk, all is one word, no spaces, on IWTV.live or independentwrestling.tv. Um, it's $10 a month, and when you use that code, it really, really helps me out because it, it just lets people know that you're hearing about the service from us and, you know, lets us look good in front of IWTV, which I always appreciate because I talk about their shows every week oh. on the Fightful Select Weekender podcast, which is available on FightfulSelect.com every Sunday, which reminds me... This Saturday night, Impact Rebellion, I'll be on the post show for Fightful right after the show. That'll be youtube.com slash Fightful. It's usually myself and Denise Salcedo, and Sean Ross Sapp usually jumps in uh, with like, some big news at the start and stuff. So uh, check that out, youtube.com slash Fightful, right after Impact Rebellion this Saturday. Everything else I got going on, on us update on Twitter, Fightalk underscore. So before we get out of here, anything left from you, Jesse? No. Enjoy Dynamite tomorrow. Yes, enjoy Dynamite. And if you want more pro wrestling talk tonight, 10 p.m. Eastern, live rounds, myself and Doug Bateman will be talking about New Japan Pro Wrestling. We'll be talking about AW Dynamite, Tony Khan's announcement. Um, we'll be talking about Saturn Singh again. Like we'll, A lot of the stuff that me and Jesse talked about today, we'll elaborate on even more, plus some other discussion later tonight. That's youtube.com slash RVD Tito for life. RVD T-I-T-O, the number four L-A-F-E. It's live rounds every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. For, yeah. for Jesse Dav and I'm Steven Jensen. See you next time. <laughs>